Hey there, I'm Mike. Some of you know me from the Twisted Cape. Some of you know me because I'm as cool as a cucumber in a bowl of hot sauce. But regardless of how you know me, you know I love comics. And that's what we talk about on this podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Mike's Big Stack. Ah, hell yeah, everyone. Welcome to the show, recording this week in Thickness Tower above Earth. Not really. It's fun to say that. Uh, Good times to be had uh, by all this week as we get into some super cool stuff. Uh, Quick heads up, next episode will feature the first of hopefully many interviews, and my guest will be from the What's Your Spaghetti Policy podcast, but we'll save that for next time. Uh, as always, we start by rating the thickness of my stack, so well, let's hop on down to Mike's Thickometer. Oh yeah, Mike's Thickometer. So this is a good week here. Uh, it's not not too crazy. Uh, some shorter-ish stories, I guess, more compact. Uh, so we'll give this a six out of ten on Mike's Thickometer. Thick, but not as thick as you know some weeks. Some weeks are huge. Alright, so this week we're going to go ahead and start with uh, a couple of DC titles. The first of which would be Superman Red Sun. So here's the synopsis for that. Superman's rocket ship lands on a Ukrainian collective farm rather than in Kansas. An implied re- uh, reason being a small time difference, a handful of hours from the original timeline. Uh, meaning Earth's rotation placed Ukraine in the ship's path instead of Kansas. Instead of fighting for truth, justice, in the American way, Superman is described in Soviet radio broadcasts as the champion of a common worker who never who fights a never-ending b- battle for Stalin, socialism, and the international expansion of the Warsaw Pact. Uh, so, uh, this is a, such a good story. Uh, it falls under like the Elseworlds banner. Um, if you're like just basically a fan of the Arrowverse. Um, they did the Elseworlds crossover, and uh, that was kind of cool. Um, so I gave this book a 4.5 out of 5. I This is one of my favorite Superman stories. I think it is so freaking cool um, just to see the difference. Like, So it's basically broken up over three issues. That first issue focuses on Superman being who he is at his core. And there's a whole bunch of stuff with Lex Luthor and Lois Lane, who's married to Lex Luthor. Uh, Brainiac, uh, who is a never-ending presence throughout all three issues here. Uh, And a lot of other dominoes just fall in place um, as as the story progresses. But basically, uh, it shows Superman just being his his good core self, but he's the right-hand man to Stalin. Um things go wrong Stalin gets killed um Superman goes you know what I'm I'm not the leader I'm not the leader somebody else is the leader things again go horribly wrong and Superman could have fixed it Superman goes fuck this I'm the fucking leader uh suck a dick and then it moves on into the second book where we and in this first book he gets introduced to Wonder Woman and it seems like they're meant to uh, breed, for lack of a better term. That's not uh, the most fun way to say that, but it is what it is. Uh, and uh, it just doesn't go well. It just They just don't connect. Um, and But, I mean, they, are, they, they remain friends. She wants him. He doesn't necessarily want her the same way. It's not just in his, in his interest. So he takes over, and, um, you know, we get to see this version of Batman who 
is a fucking crazy dude. Like, not that Batman is, you know, seen. The concept of Batman is not seen at all. Um, but he winds up, like, killing himself via suicide bomb in front of Superman and, like, inspires. He becomes a martyr to a revolution underground. But Superman, um, you know, he, he quashes that, which is, you know, Superman. Uh, and he just spends all his time just, just, you know, spreading the red influence throughout the world, and America is left basically being its own, its own thing. Uh, history there is is wildly different, uh, which is kind of cool to see. Lex Luthor's obsessed with taking down Superman, uh, but in a different way, right? Like he becomes, he eventually becomes president, and uh, you know, he starts to make America stand up. Uh, and become stronger, I guess. But they'll never, they'll never beat Superman uh, in a fist fight. So uh, he he wins an ideological war when Brainiac reveals in the third issue. Now uh, Brainiac reveals itself to be still, you know, out there doing stuff that you know Brainiac likes to do, and leads uh, to a big old fight, and Superman seemingly dies. Of course, we know better. At the end, it's you know you see Superman hiding in plain sight, um, and it's just it was just so cool. It's just so cool. Such a good story. Uh, four and a half out of five. I mean, it's it's so close to being perfect. It's not funny. Um, there's just a couple of panels here, or there. Sometimes the story just sort of meanders. Like we're, we're just going places that don't always pay out, pay off in the end, but. Uh, my God, is this freaking amazing. If you've never read it, it's three issues. It's like a prestige series, so it's a little bit longer per issue, but highly recommend it. All right, so the second book I did was Flash Forward. Here's the synopsis. His name is Wally West, and he was the fastest man alive. That is until the multiverse was rewritten without him or his family in it. Wally returned and tried to make it work, but the damage was done. Spinning out of the events of Heroes in Crisis follow the man who called himself the Flash on an adventure to find redemption in a cosmos that, he has, that has fought so hard to destroy him. Uh, so right off the bat, I gave this a 3 out of 5. Um, if you go to the Twisted Cape... Um, the the podcast feed I, I suppose um there's an there's an episode in there that we did on heroes in crisis um and we we really got into the nuts and bolts of it and it, we we generally enjoyed it i believe it's episode number 43 if you want to go and pull that up that's a comics heavy episode um so we generally like it was okay um but it, it just it meandered a little bit uh i mean it's cool to talk about you know mental health issues and address those things but um either way that's not this book so this book um has some super cool covers I, I bought some variants on that uh and it really just follows wally as he's struggling with what he's done um and he eventually becomes a cosmic force um and he you know he he has to uh destroy an alternate universe where um that of basically of his making at the very end here, and uh, it it contains his children, and it's tough. It, it is it's a very emotional. Um, it's tough to read, uh, but it ends with him basically being a Doctor Manhattan level power um, uh, as he as he runs through the multiverse, and um, he he does redeem himself a bit from from the heroes in crisis arc but he's still really working with that and getting adjusted to all this all this new power um 
I love seeing Wally go through so much. He's such a cool Flash. I just wish I had felt a better connection to it. I felt like this story meandered a lot. Like it, it was six issues. It probably could have been done in four. Um, you know, I just, I just really, uh, it's, it's, it's tough with with cosmic stories and you're dealing with multiverse and the DC continuity stream is a little muddy to begin with at times, uh, which is why I think we've talked about on the twist cast, um, Scott Snyder going ahead and doing death metal, uh, to, to try and clear that up. Um, I mean, if you're a fan of Wally West, I'd recommend reading it. Um, if you're, if you read heroes in crisis, I'd recommend reading it. It's a cool epilogue. Uh, if you were into Doomsday Clock, you might want to. There, there's some pieces in there that are kind of interesting, uh, but outside of that, uh, you might you might want to miss that one. You just you know, you know, just take this take this little recap and and run away. <laughs> All right, well, now we'll move into uh, Marvel stories. We'll start with a new story, uh, Death of the Inhumans. So the synopsis there is, the alien Kree are killing spree and leaving behind a message, join or die. Thousands of Inhumans have already made their choice. The evidence floats bleeding in space. Adelan died screaming without its king. Now Black Bolt, monarch of the Inhumans, sets out for vengeance and leads the last of his people to their deaths. Uh, for, for the Kree, a weapon of their own, one that will teach the Silent King what it takes what it truly means to be voiceless. It's an inhuman massacre as rising star Donny Cates and sensational artist Ariel Olivetti bring the inhumans to the lowest point in their long and storied history, quite possibly their last. So I gave this story a three and a half out of five, and I will tell you up front that I uh, just don't really love the inhumans. Like, I already have mutants, and they're already super cool. Like, what do the inhumans really get me? Like, outside of just another powered body to keep track of. Uh, but that doesn't go to say that this story is without its merits. There are lots of twists and turns. Um, it's really cool. I mean, this is the, this is the first one I picked up. Um, there, there are characters that you just love that end up in the crosshairs and you, um, you just, you struggle a little bit. Uh, things happen to them. Uh, Not necessarily true, but they don't. So the weapon that the, the, Kree are using uh, is this character called Vox, and uh, this this character is strong as shit, um, and just it's seemingly just running through Inhumans and just killing them left and right, killing them left and right, um, and just really like even stands up to Black Bolt, and Black Bolt uses his voice, and um, you know can't stop him, um, and you, you see Black Bolt actually become a super badass in this series. And I did, I did enjoy that. Uh, and we get some time with Beta Ray Bill, man. Uh, I just love Beta Ray Bill. Uh, it made me so happy. It probably should have scored it higher just because of that. Um, but it, it was, it was a fun read, uh, up until the end. Um, like, all right. So the story is called death of the Inhumans, but they don't die. So false advertising right off the gate. Uh, and, you know, it's just uh, you know, it's not it's not a bad story. It's a good story. I like it a lot, but I just get a little confused about um, why they went through all of this just to basically escape. I mean, they're basically the last of their kind, and we just did that with X Men not that long ago. So uh, I don't know, but it's it's worth a read. That's why it's three and a half. Um, uh, you know, if you're if you're not 
about the Inhumans. This might actually shift the winds for you here. We'll see. And then finally, uh, did Days of Future Past, the X-Men classic. Uh, so the synopsis here is, it was the best of times, it was the worst of times. Uh, the first legendary journey into this dystopian future of 2013. <laughs> We're so old. Uh, where Sentinels stalk the Earth and the X-Men are humanity's only hope. Until they die. Uh, also featuring the first appearance of Al Alpha Flight, Return of Wendigo, and the history of the X-Men from Cyclops. And a demon for Christmas. Uh, so this collection is... Um, it's awesome. <laughs> it's just awesome. I, I don't know any other way to say it. Uh, four and a half out of five. Um, it's just so awesome. Uh, there's You know, you get to see Kitty... Kitty Pride joined the team for the first time, who's probably in my top ten favorite X-Men. I just love her so much. Um, she's so cool. Uh, the first issue is just basically Cyclops recounting the entire history of the X-Men um, while mourning Jean Grey. Uh, and it, it's, it hurts, man, because you, know, you just love Jean. Jean's the best. Um, and, you know, they, they get to... They, you know, Cyclops leaves the team, and then a new team is formed. And there's a lot of Nightcrawler in here, and I also love Nightcrawler, so that's badass. Uh, they they journey into into hell with Doctor Strange. Uh, shout out to crossovers. <laughs> so that's that's badass. Uh, you get a whole lot of Alpha Flight in here. Um, there, there's a lot of time spent in Canada as they hunt the Wendigo. Uh, Wendigo is also cool. Uh, whoops some ass. It, Wolverine goes into a berserker rage and takes it down. It doesn't stay down for very long. Uh, so that's cool. Uh, and then the actual uh, dystopian future story. Of course we all know it. If you've only seen the movie, I highly suggest that you pick up the book. The book is super cool. It's only two issues for that particular storyline. Um, uh, you know, it's, it's, very, it's very wordy. That's what I will say about comics from that, that time period. Um, you know, there's just a lot of exposition, and you got to kind of keep up and be interested in the story. But it is super fun to read through. Um, and uh, the thing about Kitty Pride, that demon for Christmas, um, everybody else goes out, and Kitty uh, has the mansion to herself, and basically has to fight off this demon. And it is amazing. Uh, I just love it. I just absolutely love it. She learns what it really means to be an X Man. Um, just yeah, just read it, man. Just read it. If you haven't read it, just read it. It's so good. Uh, the art in it is just—it's classic. The storytelling is just super fun. Please, God, go read it. Go read it right now. Uh, so for next time, here's some stories that are coming up uh, from Marvel. I will recount uh, Conan Serpent War, which is a cool little story, a four-issue arc. You might be able to pick that up on trade now. Uh, and also, I'll go back and look at the classic story, Secret Invasion. Um, it's one of those things that, that drew me into comics real hard. I lagged off and uh, jumped back in with that. Uh, then I will talk about City of Bane, a big Batman story that just uh, ended at the end of last year. At Last year being 2019. And uh, finally, I will talk. We're double dipping on Batman. We'll talk about the long Halloween with our guest from the What's Your Spaghetti Policy podcast. Uh, so that's all the time we have for this week. Of course, make sure you subscribe to the Twisted Cape on your favorite podcast platform. We're at the Twisted Cape, no spaces on every social media platform. 
Facebook, the Gram, Twitter, and YouTube. Uh, also, make sure you drop us a review on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. We love the feedback. Additionally, feel free to shoot us uh, feedback to this show on uh, to the twistedcape at gmail.com and make sure you include the subject line MTS. Uh, so, thanks for tuning in, and until next time, make sure you tell me what you, what you, what you want. Stay safe, stay twisted. Fix that.